This is an ABC podcast. Susan Woods wants you to put her out of a job, and she's not even asking that much of you. In fact, you may have already done your bit. I'm Tegan Taylor, and this is Occam's Razor, a soapbox for science. And this week, we're hearing from Susan, who's a gut cancer researcher. If everyone who was eligible did their bowel screening test, she'd probably be unemployed. But just in case, she's looking into solutions for the worst prognosis bowel cancers. So I'm a bowel cancer researcher, and last week my team collected tissue samples from a 52-year-old male with teenage kids who was found to have advanced bowel cancer. So unfortunately, likely he only has six to 12 months to live due to a disease that should be entirely preventable. The fact is, if bowel cancer is found early, those affected can be cured nearly 100% of the time, in which case I would be quite happily out of a job. Yet over 5,000 Australians still die from bowel cancer each year. In Australia, when you turn 50, you'll receive a birthday present from the government in the mail, which is a test kit for our free bowel cancer screening program, and then every two years after that, until you're 74. I urge you, don't be part of the 56% of people who don't complete their test, some of whom go on to join the list of 5,000 people who die each year from the disease. So why don't people take the test? Some of the reasons people give for not participating, other than being too busy, is that they're scared to know the outcome or don't want to do a test that means they have to do something with their poo. These barriers are costing us many lives. So what if in the future we could design a screening system that required less time and effort and didn't involve poo? I'm interested in how we might, in the future, harness particular properties of microbes to do two things. The first is to detect early bowel cancers, and the second is to deliver targeted treatment to bowel cancers, so putting the microbes to work for us. Most of you will be familiar with the idea that we are made up of building blocks called cells, and that we host just as many microbes, that is microscopic organisms, as we have human cells in our bodies. So like it or not, you're the sum of trillions of microbes, including bacteria, viruses, fungi and archaea, and the greatest concentration is found in the bottom end of your gut, called your bowel, where bowel cancers form. Many of us would also be familiar with the unpleasant result when disease-causing bacteria take over our guts, maybe after some undercooked chicken, but there are also many, many good microbes in our gut microbiome that play very important roles integral to our health by doing things like regulating our immune system or producing vitamins. In the past few years, it's become increasingly clear that our microbiome and particular perpetrators found in cancer microbiomes can cause cancers to grow. Our microbiome can also regulate how we respond to particular drugs used for cancer treatment. And there's currently a worldwide research effort underway to understand what constitutes a healthy microbiome and how we might be able to manipulate our microbiomes for health benefits. The question is, how do we go about getting our microbes to work for us? This is where we've turned to the field of synthetic biology, known as SynBio, combining expertise from a variety of research fields to create new biological systems or redesign those already found in nature. 
This is achieved by engineering the genetic material of the organism to do different things. For example, we've been thinking about developing bacteria that could be taken in a pill form by a person, which would then allow our engineered bacteria to live in their guts, with the aim of sensing early bowel cancer and responding by releasing a signal that could be detectable in the blood. In this way, highlighting those folks who need further surveillance to prevent deaths from bowel cancer. To start with, we've been working with a strain of bacteria that are known as competent, meaning they naturally absorb DNA from their environment and incorporate it into their own genetic material. This nifty tactic allows the bacteria to better adapt and survive changes in their environment, a crucial ability for small populations of microbes in a big, evolving world. Alongside our Symbio partners, we've been figuring out how to hijack this natural process that the bacteria relies on to use it to our advantage. You might not know, but about once a week, the cells that line your gut die off and are replaced by new cells. When the old cells die, they fall off into your gut and the genetic material or DNA from those cells can then be found in your gut contents. This also happens if you have an early cancer. The DNA from the cancer can be found in your gut contents too. So the pill would work by generating biosensor bacteria to incorporate and read this genetic material, looking for alterations that are specifically found in early cancers. It would then signal the presence of that early cancer, which would be picked up by a blood test. So the concept is in its early days and quite far from becoming a reality for people, but I'd say there is a good chance it's the kind of idea that could be a real game changer in the future. So what else might be possible? Well, let me tell you about how microbes might be able to help us deliver drugs directly to tumours. Unfortunately, I imagine most of you would know someone who's been through standard care chemotherapy treatment for cancer, and you'd be familiar with the common side effects of hair loss, nausea and fatigue. The problem with these treatments is they're blunt instruments that target all fast-growing cells rather than just the tumour cells. If we could deliver therapeutics specifically to the cancer cells, we could bypass healthy tissues and minimise side effects caused by current treatments. This selective drug delivery is one of the holy grails of cancer research, and we think bacteria might provide us with a means to do just that. So different microbes are adapted to live in specific places in or on our body called niches. Some strains of bacteria prefer to live in tumours rather than normal tissue. One of the strains that commonly makes tumours its home is called E. coli Nissel 1917. It gets its name from being discovered inside a soldier during World War I by a German physician called Alfred Nissel. The soldier was of interest to Alfred, as he was one of the few who hadn't developed dysentery, a bowel infection that was rife in the trenches. The strain has since been used as a probiotic for more than a century. How it is that E. coli Nissel recognises tumour tissue over normal tissue is an area of active investigation. But with the power of synthetic biology behind us, we've been exploring whether we can use bacteria such as E. coli Nissel to target tumours with therapeutics. A bowel cancer patient I work with has named this seek and destroy approach our Nissel missile strategy. 
To understand the symbiote design we use, I use the analogy that bacteria behave a bit like teenagers. They're constantly messaging each other and signalling when there's a high concentration of bacteria present in the same location, like throwing a party when the parents are out of town. This is called quorum sensing. Our Synbio colleagues have harnessed this ability to design control switches in the bacteria that are only flicked on when there's a high concentration of bacteria present in a certain spot. When the switch is flicked, it triggers a suicide gene that kills the bacteria and releases the drug. So in the case of our Nissel missiles that grow in tumours, it's only when there's a large concentration of bacteria present in the tumour that the drugs are released bringing about tumour-specific drug delivery with the goal of reducing side effects. It might seem far-fetched, but from our work with mouse models, we know that E. coli nissel can specifically home in on tumours in various locations throughout the body. So this approach may be more broadly applicable to different types of cancers. There are early signs that it may work in humans as well. So I'm looking forward to a brighter future where we have teams of engineered microbes hard at work on seek and destroy cancer missions in our guts. But in the meantime, I urge everyone to please do the screening we have available. It could save your life. Thank you. That was Dr Susan Woods from the Gut Cancer Group at the South Australian Health and Medical Research Institute. She was speaking there at our Occam's Razor live event at MOD in Adelaide on the traditional lands of the Ghana people in November. And folks, this was our last show for the year. So thank you for listening and sharing your science stories. We'll be back early next year with more sciencey goodness and with more live shows. Perth will be coming to you first. Keep an eye on the feed and catch you in 2023. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.